How we learn by Benedict Carey. One sentence summary. How we learn teaches you how your brain creates and recalls memories, what you can do to remember things better and longer, and how you can boost your creativity and improve your gut decisions along the way. My favorite quote from the author is, Using our memories changes our memories. Benedict Carey. This book about the science of learning and memory was written by New York Times reporter Benedict Carey and published in 2015, so it's fairly new. These are my three learnings from the summary. 1. Not all memories are created equal. 2. Use the spacing effect to remember things long term. 3. Let the zygarnic effect boost your memory and creativity. Time to dig in. How we learn lesson 1. Not all memories are created equal. This answers the question, are there differences between our individual memories? Similar to the way we create habits, do you remember Hebb's rule of neurons that fire together or wire together? Memories are also formed when neurons form new connections. The bridge between two neurons is called a synapse, and when these are newly formed, that's when we remember. When we then recall that memory later, the synapses that belong to it grow thicker, making it easier to recall it again in the future. However, different memories are stored in entirely different parts of the brain. When you meet your new neighbor John and try to remember his name, that's a conscious effort at making a memory. These new memories are stored inside the hippocampus of your brain. Then why is it that people with Alzheimer's can still remember all the old stuff but forget you just brought them their food two minutes ago? That's because Alzheimer's damages the hippocampus but leaves the neocortex intact. Old memories that were formed unconsciously, for example going to Disneyland for the first time with your grandparents, a personal example of mine, are stored there. It's the area of the brain that controls and processes our movements, visuals and senses. Memories stored here are much stronger because each part of your memory is stored in a different section. For example, the taste of the ice cream my grandma bought me is stored in the synapses of the taste section, while the 1920s design of the ice cream parlor lies in the visual processing section. More synapses in more locations means better recall, and that's why some ancient memories are still so vivid in your brain. How we learn lesson 2 Use the spacing effect to remember things long term. This answers the question, what's a good memory hack to remember things for longer? Maybe you met your new neighbor John at a party. Then I'm sure you know the scenario. He introduces himself, you shake his hand and already start repeating his name in your head so you don't forget it within 20 seconds. John, 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 John. Well, you can save it next time. This won't help. It'll just make your brain bored. But when you overhear him introducing himself again a few days later to your wife or husband, this will actually thicken the synapses and help you remember his name. This is called the spacing effect and it has been observed when training animals. If animals are given time between sessions where they have to find their way through a maze, they remember the structure of the maze better two weeks later. What does this mean for your studying? Simple. Study for the same time but in multiple sessions instead of one. So don't cram in 8 hours of chemistry the day before your exam. Study in 4 2-hour sessions and you'll do much better. How we learn lesson 3. Let the zygarnic effect boost your memory and creativity. This answers the question, how can we remember things that are unfinished? The blink was a bit confusing because it said interruptions help your memory. 
What I was talking about, without naming it, was the Zygarni effect. It means that your brain opens a loop once you start a project or task, and if you leave it unfinished, your brain will nag you about it until you complete it. How can this help you learn? Researchers found that when they interrupted participants of a study during tasks, these were the ones they remembered the best later on. Not only will you remember what to do better if you set aside your studies for a while, but this will also spark your creativity. As explained in The Upside of Your Dark Side, your subconscious has a much bigger capacity to process data. So taking a break will keep the project in your brain and allow it to think about it in the background. That's why you're best off setting aside a difficult math problem after wrecking your brain about it for 4 hours straight. The solution will often magically come to you in the shower the next morning. The Zygarnik effect is the reason why. My personal takeaways from how we learned for 2017. What I'd like to do at the end of this summary is give you three examples of how I have used and am currently using these memory hacks <clears throat> to actually get some real benefit with them into my own life. So the first was that not all memories are created equal and that subconsciously formed memories are much stronger and you remember them much better. And how I'm actually using this is, it might be weird to think of it, but it makes sense in retrospect, is I try to have less <clears throat> sort of pleasure experiences. Things like going out to a club with my friends and partying all night or traveling to see some friends or watching watching a, a, a trilogy of movies, like something you wouldn't do every day, but a lot of people still do every weekend. And what I'm doing by spacing these experiences out more is because I have them so rarely, they become more subconscious experiences where it's, <clears throat> okay, I'm going on a trip, I'm, I'm, I'm smelling things, I'm seeing things, and I find that makes these memories much stronger. So I would rather end a year with five to ten great, great memories of trips with friends and going out clubbing and whatnot, instead of doing it every weekend, which also costs a lot more time and, and goes to, drains your productivity, um, but have five to ten really great ones uh, instead of 50 or 100 ones and I can't even remember which ones were any good. The second thing is that I'm using the spacing effect to uh, remember things long term with my reading. So I read books, I highlight as I go along and what I often do is <clears throat> by the time I'm three or four chapters ahead I'll go back and check the previous chapters and just browse through them, flick through them and look at my highlights again. And I find that this makes the quotes and the messages from individual chapters sink in a lot better. And the third thing I'm doing is the Zygarnik effect. I'm using that to stay on top of new projects. And what I will do is, if I have an idea for a project, <clears throat> like these audiobook summaries, that's how they started, I will make a note in my phone about it, and I will also put a reminder in my phone at some point, a week or two in the future, to just ping me about it. And what I find is that automatically... I don't forget the calendar entry. Instead, I, I sometimes I sometimes scroll ahead in my calendar to check it. Or sometimes I'll even just remember, ah, I have this thing coming up in two weeks. And that somehow keeps the new project on my mind and it makes sure I take the next step as soon as possible instead of just waiting and dropping it and then maybe remembering it six months later, if even at all. So that's how I'm using these hacks personally. 
Um, and I highly encourage you to, to give them a try because they're just fun to explore and play with and they can also have a big, big effect on your life, both in terms of happiness, I think, and productivity.